You know, downtown Lee Summit is the heart of the city. This is where businesses are born. Julia Hampton, CPA PC, and her team are redefining business ethics, practices, and customer service. From individual tax preparation to corporate and payroll taxes, partnerships and trusts, payroll and bookkeeping services, consulting, back taxes, and clearing up IRS issues, Julia Hampton and her team have the skills and expertise to be your partner in business. Let them show you what 16 years in business and a personal touch can do for your bottom line. Contact Julia today at julia at hamptoncpa.net. But I, I guess I love the creative process of taking somebody who is trying to get what's in their head down on paper, and when they achieve it, they, they feel successful. And there is an eraser if you're working with a pencil, of course, but I like to challenge people just to dive in right with ink or just go for it. We, are, we just put so much pressure on ourselves. I think now, currently in the, our current state, kids are, their expectations on themselves have increased. I think it's just their exposure and everything that they have. So I like being able to just slow down and doing either a self-portrait or something simple and just getting them to be able to celebrate who they are in that creative process. So I use art as that way to sustain the messages of being positive, being confident, and all that good stuff. This is Jamie Lyon. for sitting down with me. You're welcome. Thank you. I am excited about this. We don't know each other well, but you are an artist extraordinaire. Ooh, I like that. I like to, I like to use big words. That's good. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Um, I've just been intrigued as I've gotten to know you a little bit. You have your own business. You're an entrepreneur. You started and built it around art, but you do things differently. You're not solely yeah. an art producer and art maker. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about what your business Enjoy yeah. does. Well, I just rebranded actually from Inflated Joy to Enjoy. And the reason why I you did that... You ran out of breath. I, I did. I know. Oh, sorry, and, and, no, it's true. And so I think I love the backstory and how I got Inflated Joy was um, I work with Amy Johnson often. We have I Am Notice together. We were in a workshop and I was in the process of creating my own brand that was revolving around the art piece. And there was this little boy and he came out of this workshop with us and he was like, this is inflated joy. And I loved it. It was just, oh, it's like his joy was so lifted and he was such a cool kid. So I created this whole brand around that. But the more I worked with it, it just didn't, it was, it felt good. But it wasn't exactly what I had in mind. Because a great story, but it doesn't roll off the tongue. It well. doesn't. It was confusing. People thought I was in the balloon business uh, or inflatables, like, you know, bouncy houses and things. So it's not that at all. It was just, it's more about, I love to use art as a tool to build people up. So that so, lifting up made sense. But what I'm doing with Enjoy is more of the joy within so so what does what does art do how do you take art to people or have help them use art to do what yeah um well i do for enjoy i offer private art lessons and i do workshops 
and I have a journal that I've created that is full of, it's like an adult coloring book, but it's for all ages. So it's full of like inspirational things. And um, so I use art as a, a way to, like I said, build people up and as a tool. And I, I like using art um, in a more relaxed way versus a real formal way. I think sometimes people are intimidated by art. They think of like... I can agree with that. The art that they would see at the Nelson or an artist that they would hear on the radio. So I think people think of art and they think, not always, but oftentimes they're intimidated by it. Or someone said something about their art at one point when they were a kid. Someone teased them about it. And what I love about art is it allows you to be free. You can express yourself. It's an opportunity. You don't have to be perfect. So I try to use it in those ways to help people kind of get to know themselves and, and really find their joy within that journey. Now you actually just made me anxious there by saying you don't have to be perfect because I think that's the thing with art and drawing that always gets me is I see a line or shape I want to draw in my head, but then I go do it. And, and it doesn't work. It's not that. And I totally understand and that. And that's where the, for me, yes. that's where the anxiety comes in. Absolutely. And so I use art as a way for people to practice getting outside of that. Because almost everything that we do, especially for kids, that's my main pocket of, I love all people. But there's something about children that I absolutely love. And they're, they're so creative. Because we're mean. Grown-ups are mean. No. <laughs> Some are. Some kids are mean too. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just, some people just um, express themselves differently. But I, I guess I love the creative process of taking somebody who is trying to get what's in their head down on paper, and when they achieve it, they they feel successful. And there is an eraser if you're working with a pencil, of course, but I like to challenge people just to dive in right with ink or just go for it. We are we just put so much pressure on ourselves. I think now currently in the, our current state, kids are their expectations on themselves have increased. I think it's just their exposure and everything that they have. So I like being able to just slow down and doing either a self-portrait or something simple and just getting them to be able to celebrate who they are in that creative process. So I use art as that way to sustain the messages of being positive, being confident, and all that good stuff. It sounds like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I am often wrong. It's <laughs> it Love yourself. <laughs> it sounds like there is a, a an escape and a feeling of contentment that you get through a creative process mm, and maybe you're trying sure. to help people, Absolutely. people find that. So, so, so tell me a little bit about what that does for you. Yeah. You know, when you sit down, you said you've told me off air that you do do maybe one or two shows a year of your own artwork. Yeah. So so when you're in that in that process of creative, mm. where does that where does that take you and what's that kind of feeling that you're hoping you can you can help other people find? Love that you have that insight and never even actually articulated it that way. So thank you. Um for me That's it's one point for me. Yes. Check. Hold on. <laughs> Write that down. Nick. <laughs> Boom. Okay, I definitely feel that learning and doing more art for myself um, has allowed that time during, it's the creative process that I celebrate. I don't always necessarily celebrate the end result because that's so individualized for that person. And you can 
you can get that just by going to the gallery. You can see a whole canvas with two colors, or you can see a canvas with a million colors. Like it's just so up to that artist. So I just, I love that creative process and that journey. So you're exactly right. Like I, I love honing in on that. And, and for me, just that time to use color and express myself, my work is really whimsical and quite silly to be honest. So I think it allows me just to kind of be my real self. We should note that over your head right now in your office is <laughs> a portion of yours of one of the Ewoks yes, from I Return love of the Star Jedi. Wars. So. Yeah, that is wicked. Um, yes, one of the Star Wars Ewoks. Not every Star Wars fan loves Ewoks, but I'm a huge animal lover, so I love the little Ewoks. And my daughter named him Tim randomly. So it's wicked formally in Star Wars terminology, but we call him Tim. <laughs> so, yes, I love doing art for kids and thinking about how it might end up in a kid's room. I've done florals and things that have ended up in living rooms too. I did a, actually this kid was in his twenties and he had me do a, a, a painting of him as Han Solo and his girlfriend as Princess Leia with, <laughs> with Tim in the middle. And they were like, that was her child. It was pretty weird, but I did the Westport art show. And so <laughs> I had some, I got some new fans, so it was pretty cool. That sounds fun. It was very fun. So that, for me, it was just a, a way to stretch myself and um, just have fun with the process and thinking about the Well, how people. does that process make you feel? I mean, is it is it contentment? Is it a relaxing mm-hmm. thing? Is it Does it help you maybe look inward a little bit? For sure. Absolutely. Am I, am I trying to go too deep? No, you're not. Absolutely. And that's why I rebranded to the enjoy because that is what art does for me. It brings me in. It helps me remember who I am, which is, I feel like I'm, I'm just full of color and, and joy. And so when I'm, when I'm in that, when I'm creating and painting, I feel like I can express that through that. So I think you're right on point. It's all those things. We talked about the process, so now I'm now I'm curious. I'm gonna ask mm-hmm. this question. There are many artists, whether whether actors, photographers, sure. painters, whatever, they don't like their own products. Yeah. Do you do you do you still get enjoyment out of at the end going, that's what I wanted? Or or that's not what I wanted, but it's still cool. Yes. That is a, why I love to use art as a tool to help people in everyday example scenarios. Um, and even for artists, because I think we are our own critics, our worst critics, right? We're just so hard on ourselves. And so when I'm, for example, doing a private art lesson, I just encourage being okay with who you are, be okay with that line. Like it's, why does that have to be perfect? What is perfect? There's, that doesn't even exist. So I'm constantly challenging myself with that same language, but I can, it feels like when I'm, when I'm in that creative process, it's, an opportunity to let go because it's subjective, right? It's it's what our interpretation is of it. So it's interesting that I have, I use art and like you're saying, people hold themselves at such a high standard when they're doing their art form. But the way I use it, it's to kind of allow someone to get outside of that. Is there a difference between teaching, um, using that when you're teaching? Mm-hmm. A group of kids and a group of adults. You have to approach it differently. Well, what's interesting is, um, especially through I Am Noticed, which is um, our school program that I co-direct with Amy Johnson of the Notice Network. We have 
done a lot of staff enrichment with schools and teachers. And so we kind of thought it was going to be a different process, but it's really not. It's the same. I use the same techniques and tools with anybody that I'm working with. So it's not it's the same. That's interesting. It is very interesting. And, and to see an adult get frustrated and, and then they'll end up joking, of course, and using sarcasm and humor, but... I know nothing about that. <laughs> yes, you do. You're the master of it. So it is, a, it's a very simple way to challenge somebody to tap into, and I give detailed directions on how to do a portrait, for example, like every line, like, but I also encourage creative freedom, like do your own thing, get creative, dive in. But again, most of it stems from almost every adult workshop that we've had. Someone will come up to me and say, I don't like art because, you know, Tommy said my art sucked when I was a kid. Or somebody made fun of them. So there's, I'm, I'm interested in the science behind that too. There's obviously science behind we hold on to the negative more than we do like compliments. But in this instance, they have stopped doing something because someone said they weren't good at it. This episode of Community Voices is brought to you by Stewie McBrews, where you're always reminded to never eat more than you can lift. Except wings, burgers, tacos. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about, because I think, and we I feel like we may have had this conversation before yeah. a little bit, but... It is hard for ourselves, for anyone, I mm-hmm. think just as a, as a society, as a culture, to list the good things. You know, yeah. if, if, if you go to a SWAT somewhere, finding the weaknesses and the threats is easy. Absolutely. Um, naming the strengths is hard. We, right. don't, we don't know how to deal with the compliments. Mm, so true. So tell me a little bit about how you, not only how you kind of help people find that part of it, mm-hmm. what you were just talking about, but then I guess kind of the process of watching people, I don't like art because my art teacher said it was bad 30 years ago. Right. And then, hey, I just drew an Ewok because you showed me how. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I, we have to, are Ewoks part of your lessons? They, they should be. They should be. In my private art lessons, if someone wants to do an Ewok, we will rock that out. But my general workshops are typically around some type of self-portrait or positive words, and it's just... Um, again, that the creative process of creating something more has to do with self. Is that specific, specific and intentional to do a self-portrait? It is, because um, most of the art lessons that I do in a workshop format revolve around the two words, I am. So what we're doing is we're thinking about ourselves and what adjectives are describing words. So that, that helps us practice that positive self-talk language of I am amazing, confident, strong, um, brave, those type of things. So it just, um, when we're doing the portrait, you're actually practicing. Okay, I am patient. I am am confident enough to execute a very simple self-portrait, even though blah, 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 blah is happening in my brain. So it's a a way for people to practice being nice to themselves. Well, that's hard. It's very hard for people. And again, there is science to support that. We are naturally, if we see a cactus, right, or we, we know our brain's telling us that that's going to hurt you. 
but it, it takes practice to recognize that that's just a beautiful plan. I just can't, t- you know, I mean, we just have to, it takes practice. So that's yeah, what I this, think this we're helps. Taught, we're taught that by saying, if you say you're self-aware, mm-hmm. it means that you're aware of your own weaknesses. Yeah, I know. That's so difficult. But it, it, but I think it is, it's, it's, it's hard to say I'm going to know who I am and know my strengths without, none of us want the other person to say, oh, he's cocky. And that's something that definitely is the, the, the whole essence of this is to build confident people so that they feel good about themselves. And it's not arrogance or braggy. It's just so they feel good about who they are. And you can be confident and be humble. Can you tell us a, maybe a, a story, an example, where you've seen kind of that transition with somebody where that, I don't want to use the word therapy, but, yeah, because I'm not a formal art therapist. No, and that's for a, sure. and that is a that's a loaded word. Yeah. Um, but we're we're through the work and the lessons. You have kind of seen that transition mm-hmm. a little bit. For sure. Yeah, and I think what's what's cool about it is uh, the art really creates space for conversation and for again those messages of positivity coming in. That's anything that I do is revolving around positive reinforcement, that positive self-talk, by practicing the art and doing the art, I've, I have so many scenarios where I've seen, like, oh, I can I can do this, or just, just that sense of shoulders going back a little bit, like so proud of a very, very simple art piece. Because again, we put this, oh, I'm not an artist. It actually took me personally quite a while to say I was an artist out loud. I'm actually, I'm, I think I'm pretty good, but you, you've got art students who are hardcore and you have, you, you put, I was comparing myself, but then I'm like, no, wait, I'm an artist. I, I love art. I'm creative, you know? So I think just kind of got a little off track on your question. I just got all over. The, that's what my little brain does. I'm an artist, so I'm all over the place, but I have seen so many scenarios where people feel good about what they've created. And so that gives them a little bit of confidence. And then if they can, again, use that as a reminder, it's a tool. The art is a tool. Well, let's use use that kind of, let's go backward a little bit. When okay. did you realize that, that not only was art your thing, but that it was, it was something that brought you joy mm, and something that. That, that worked for you? Well, I've been joking with my uh, now high schooler, my daughter is, I have two kiddos. My son is, will be in sixth grade and my daughter will be a freshman. And I was joking with my daughter. She's been in advanced classes in middle school and now she will be in high school. She's just kind of smart, which is great. The only advance anything I took was art in high school. So I was in the advanced art classes in school. So I felt confident in that, um, in my skills and my ability. And I loved um, those classrooms they were just more flexible and relaxed in my mind and that worked for me I felt like I could thrive in that environment where I could get up and move Um, I'm a mover and a shaker so sitting at a desk all day doesn't didn't work for me I mean it just was hard for me to sit so I wasn't a bad student in those other classes by any means I'm a good person but I, I I struggled internally so I learned in high school that I loved art because I could just be a little bit freer, a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more me. So that is when I learned it. And then I went to, I wanted to be a teacher in college. So I ended up 
um, getting to college, like, here's your five-year plan. Like, I'm not going to school for five years. So I shifted gears, ended up getting a degree in communications and speak, speech communication and advanced organizational communications and with a minor in photography. So I always loved photography. So I didn't explore the arts extremely in college, but I ended up being a rep for commercial photographers and a producer. So I've always been in some type of creative industry. So I loved supporting them as artists, but I was kind of missing my own creative expression because I was almost more on the business side. So about I was in that industry for about 12 years. So about halfway into that world, I started painting just on my own for gifts, for like baby showers. And so I kind of started getting to know myself again a little bit through giving, which I loved. So I would create a painting and give it, create a painting and give it. And so I loved just that kindness piece and the creative piece. And again, to see people like, oh my gosh, it's so kind. Do you remember that? Or was there a kind of light bulb moment of, I got to do this? I knew in that process, I loved my career. I worked for a small um, family and I, I loved them so very much. But I, I knew in the back of my mind that I wanted to be inspiring and working with people. And I, I knew I loved art. Um, so when I shifted gears the light bulb hit um, right after that that career. Um, I just took time to paint and get to know myself and I knew right away that I love this so much and I love that I have this in me and I need to use it. So that is really when it, I, I learned it in high school that I loved it and could celebrate it. I got away from it for about many years, 12, 15 years, and then I came back to it and it felt like I was home. What do you like to paint when you want to paint for you? Yeah. What are you going to do? Well, I usually go to the Star Wars characters. (laughs) I just, again, I'm goofy, but I, my go-to is very whimsical. Again, sunshines, rainbows, clouds, um, very much things that I did when I was a kid, but I kind of have a twist to them that I add. Um, I do a lot of florals just because I can use all kinds of color. I always, I just, I use acrylics and I love, you can, you're not, you guys can't see this, but I love finding really cool antique mirrors and vintage mirrors and I paint right on the glass. And so it gives it kind of a cool chalky look. So So, I'm going to take a picture of this and it'll it'll be posted on our page, but right behind you is a large floral. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. That's one of my most recent pieces. So just, um. I love nature and animals, so I do a lot of that in my art. How often do you get to do art for you? That's such a good question. I've been working on my own self-care. So when I moved into this office um, a few months ago, I did this painting. So if I have, and I did, there's a piece way up there that I did, just a tree, but um, not enough to answer your question, (laughs) because I do love it. But the other work that I'm doing, working with people, Oh, it's really fueling me too. It gives me a lot of energy. So to answer your specific question, I guess maybe about every three months or so I'll get, I do it in smaller ways too. I do some journaling and some like smaller scale things just to make sure I'm staying sharp and creative. But Well, let's actually go backward to your, the, the, the answer before your answer. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> interesting. Um, you just said, talked about fulfillment from the work you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that is... A theme we see the more 
entrepreneurs that I meet mm. and, and yeah. I work with is it's people who are wanting a specific fulfillment from the work they do. Mm. Is Interesting. That, are, are you finding that? Yeah, most of my fulfillment, I do get fulfillment from the art that I do, but what I am learning is the fulfillment I receive is when I see somebody I get I get I get a little emotional. Feel good about themselves, to be honest. Especially these kids right now. Nick, oh, there's so many kids that are so amazing and don't know it. So when you go into a a, a school and mm-hmm. a group, what are you? Uh, what's your approach? What do you What do you go in looking for? And then how do you how do you kind of walk them through that so that you you know you've seen a kid that. They don't see their own. They don't yeah. see what you see yeah. when they look in the mirror. So we encourage them to. Um, well, we're looking to build leaders. We feel like every kiddo has an opportunity to lead whatever they're passionate about, or just by being themselves. So, and we are looking to build confidence and resiliency. For I am notice in particular, and it's that's really flows through again anything that I do through enjoy is to build esteem, confidence, character, kindness, so that a child can feel successful and just where they are and knowing that they're doing the best that they can as long as they're giving it their all. Are you doing an evaluation when you first walk into, whether it's a small group through your, your enjoy lessons or your your partnership for the, the I Notice when you go to a school and you walk in, are you kind of looking at, at the students and the kids and evaluating? I mean, does that change your approach, what you see? We, we do. We, we try to do some discovery. Um, if, we had, if we have the time if, for I Am Notice in particular, we're trying to get some baseline information to see how kids are feeling about themselves when we start and then how they are later. So because we're fairly new in our development, that's something we're integrating for sure, getting that data. Um, but we, we can see... The moments. That's why you asked that question earlier. Like, can you give me some examples? Like, I have a lot of examples of that. You just see it in their posture and their temperament, how they are. Um, it depends on the school. And when do you know that you've connected? Um, when you see pride, we have them. What's pride look like? Pride just is. It's it's a shoulders back. It's feeling good. It's it looks like what you might think of confidence, just like kind of and, and that's why I like the word joy, because they just get a little bit excited. It's it's you guys can't see my face, but I'm like smiling really big. <laughs> she is. I, I am. I, I will confirm. I'm smiling really big. Well tell me then let's 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 circle all the way back to the beginning of this conversation. Okay. Tell me then the story of the kid who came running up and said this is inflated joy. Well, what was cool about that kiddo is he actually was on the spectrum. So um, that was a scenario we were at uh, a place that was a little bit harder. Um, it was a, a nonprofit organization helping people kind of get back on track to, to not give too many sensitive details. But this little boy did not, wasn't initially going to be in our workshop because mom was very frustrated and just done. And I I remember just making eye contact with her. It's like, I got you. You know, just go. Because Amy and I, would. what we do is we split up. So this was a, we had parents and the kids. So we divided and conquered. So Amy worked with the adults first, and I worked with the kids. And then we switch. And then we come back together. And we use the art as a way to notice each other. 
And so they share their artwork and they talk about their words and their portrait. And then people will notice things about them personally or their art. So after this boy had gotten done with both Amy and I sessions, he just, um, to see where we've got this room, people are not listening. They're not paying attention. Their body language is like, this is stupid. I want to be somewhere else. And we actually ask people, do you want to be here? And uh, we have them shut their eyes and we get a lot of no's in their responses. So when we're getting that initial information and then when they leave there hugging and in tears and you have this beautiful outcome and this boy expressing, this is inflated joy. I mean, it's, it's, um, it's so amazing. It's hard to describe. It's what I was really born to do was help build people up. So I'm getting to kind of live out my dream here a little bit. It's pretty exciting. Well, that is a perfect place to end. Yay! I'm glad you're living your dream. And thank, thank you. you for sharing it with us. Yeah, you're welcome. And I hope people just know that um, they matter and that they're important and that they can find the joy within them. So capital I-N-J-O-Y. It's even better than like enjoying something with an E. So feeling that love. Love it. <laughs> thank you, Nick Parker. You're amazing. Well, thank you. All right. Everybody's getting ready to go outside. Time to grill. Time to sit around the patio. So, outside time! Outside time! Get your outdoor living spaces ready to go. Here's my suggestion. Go see my friends at Budget Blinds. Your outdoor living space, if it's even remotely enclosed, can be enhanced with exterior shades. You can get them in all kinds of colors. You can get them like really opaque or really sheer if we can see through them or not to go through that whole process. I like things that have remote controls. That'd be cool. I'm all for that. More remote controls. So we have that on there. Can I do that for my phone? Yes. That's the next step. I want the shades to go up and down using my I want my, I want my budget blind shades app is what I want there. Go see them right on Main Street, downtown Leeds Summit. a weekly podcast celebrating the individuals who make our community. Catch the show each Monday at link to thesummit.com or subscribe to this podcast on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Do you have an interesting story? Does your neighbor, teacher, classmate, or friend? Let us know about it. Connect with us at link to thesummit.com or through Facebook or Instagram at link to thesummit.com.